1: Thank you for your support. Welcome to the human capital innovations podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Christine Valente about how talent demands change as businesses face talent shortages. Christine Valente, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank
0: you. Thanks for having me.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you. We've been preparing for this for a while, and I'm excited to be able to sit down and have a nice conversation about how talent demands change as businesses face talent shortages. Uh, We are in an interesting time, and there's really a lot to discuss and unpack here, so I'm excited to uh, learn from you and hear Your perspective with all the expertise that you bring to the table. As we get started, I wanted to share your bio with everybody. Christine Valente, Vice President of Delivery and Operations for Meridian Technologies, has more than 15 years of experience in the technology workforce solutions space. As a dynamic, transformational leader, she has earned a reputation in the industry for building high. Focused client-centric sales and delivery teams that drive growth through innovation and results-driven solutions delivery. Uh, What a wonderful background you have. Anything else you would like to highlight for me or the audience by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in?
0: Uh, Not really, other than the fact that I am just really passionate about what it is that I do every day. I am a working mother of three. And so I spend actually more time working than I do with my family. So I believe it's really important to be passionate about, about what it is that you do each day. And so I thank you, John, for having me today to talk about these topics.
1: Yeah, well, wonderful. Well, let's dive right on in um, and, and frame up for us uh, in your mind, from your perspective, how talent demands change as businesses are facing talent shortages. So we talk about the great resignation. We we talk about quiet quitting. Uh, we talk about the looming recession, uh, and there are already t- talent shortages before all of that, right? Um, mm-hmm. we, we faced it in certain industries and sectors for a long time. So, all of that's already been present. We're layering on all these other things. Um, what does that mean for the changing nature of talent and what organizations need?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question. I think that, you know, the things, it is an interesting time, things are absolutely changing. Our business is actually 99% technology. So in that segment specifically, again, I think it really is very specific to the area in which we're talking about, but technology, I think we're still very much in a position where there is talent shortage shortages, specific skill sets are still very difficult to find. So in, in that domain specifically, I think that there really hasn't been much change over the course of the last few years in there needs to be flexibility. We need to be very mindful of our target market per se when we're talking about talent. Um, Again, very industry specific. If we talk about other areas, that may not be the case and there might be a little bit of a shift there. But again, as it relates to technology, I think that talent, the talent shortage is still a real real thing and the, the candidate pool still does have, you know, a very heavily weighted advantage there still.
1: You're and how does that, yeah, yeah, how does that fit with, um, you know, all the tech layoffs going on right now? Uh, so hundreds of thousands of people, um, yeah. you know, in some cases, 10 plus percent of uh, the workforce at certain tech companies have been laid off in recent months. Um, yet, you know, you're you're talking about in, in the technology space that there's still shortages. Uh, how does that mesh? With with the current uh, labor force realities and the skills shortages,
0: yeah. So I think that it real again, similar to domain specific. I think it's also skill set specific. So there are still areas in which clients are demanding and needing specific talent skill sets. So data analytics, cloud computing, security, you know, are hot topics. AI. Uh, machine learning. I mean, there are areas in which they are making investments, but at the same time, they're they're maybe not hiring as much in testing. You know, for example. Uh, so I do think that is very specific to labor category to skill set. Uh, again, depending on how you're aligned as a business to your customer, I think that you're you're feeling different effects.
1: So let's talk a little bit about. Uh, compensation um sure. and other types of benefits that companies could be considering so we often talk about compensation first and foremost but I like mm-hmm. to think about it in terms of total compensation so sure. salary or wage is one piece of the the total compensation mm-hmm. puzzle and there's a lot in any type of benefit it could be monetary non-monetary types of benefits I would consider to be part of the compensation uh yeah. framework for an organization and part of the strategy uh, what are you seeing uh in terms of what companies are considering or should be considering to offer to attract and retain top talent, whether it's, again, the traditional compensation types of packages or other types of benefits?
0: Yeah, so I think that what we're seeing right now, ever since you know, COVID has happened, and it's changed the mindset of so many people. I think first and foremost, top of mind is flexibility. So, outside of the traditional compensation and earning potential, and the different ways that you can achieve that total comp, as you described, I think the the flexibility that you can provide to someone sometimes supersedes an additional ten thousand dollars in comp or bonus. You know, is it PTO? I mean, there's unlimited PTO that some companies are are offering, which is much more valuable than ten thousand dollars to some. So it really is, you know, listening to your, you know, your target market, your um, your prospect, and trying to determine what is most important to them and what are you willing to give, right? So again, if you're in a role that you cannot have a fully work from home employee and that is a requirement, well then you have to draw the line, right? You don't believe that your job can be done in that capacity. Now, if you have the opposite, which is you have to, you know, you can afford that flexibility, then by all means, you know, do so. And it could save you money, right? You could give that ability and it could save you money, certainly. Um, I do think that people are money-driven depending on the person that you're talking to. So when that is a, a factor, then there are additional things that you can do outside of just a bonus, you know, tying it to performance, uh, you know, giving additional compensation or, you know, potentially equity, you know, depending on the size of of the firm. Uh, I think that those are things that people are doing to get a little more creative. But again, it's all based on, you know, what you can do and how far you can reach um, and also what's important to the prospect.
1: Yeah, and well, and you highlighted a really important issue, and that that is just the the preferences and how they're changing around face-to-face work, remote work, hybrid work. Uh, and many employers have been trying to get their people to come back to the office in person after several years of this pandemic environment where so many people were forced to go virtual. Um right. now, you know, it, it does depend, right? I I, I can't say what is better for an organization right off the bat. I can't say hybrids, the way to go or, or virtual or or face-to-face. And it depends on the organization, depends on their values. It depends on their industry, the products and services they are providing the types of roles you're talking about. There's so many things that it depends on yet. This is a pattern that you see that many organizations are trying to get their people to come back into work. And there's resistance. Um, if there wasn't resistance, it wouldn't even be a big deal. Like it wouldn't be in the news and everyone would just be going back to work. Right. Um, yet you have a significant portion of the labor force that says, "Eh, I've, I've learned to really enjoy the flexibility of either virtual or hybrid work. I don't want to be back in the office full time. Um, and, and they're not willing to do it. And so they're, they're jumping ship and going to other opportunities or trying out, you know, hanging their own shingle, trying out the gig economy or whatever. Um, what are you seeing and how organizations are trying to address this to find that balance to, to what the needs are of the organization and what the demands are of the labor force?
0: Yeah. So again, I think the, the other side of the pendulum is that there are people that are unhappy working from home, right? That
1: feel disconnected,
0: yeah. that want office time, that want to be connected that want water cooler conversation. So it really is such a fine line of of making people happy and giving them that flexibility, but also staying true to keeping a good culture, you know, showing your employees you care. You know, again, it's it's so compartmentalized our day as far as those interactions. Anytime you bring someone new on board, it takes much more time to get them acclimated into your environment. So- I don't know that I addressed the question that you just said, but I did have that additional thought on, you know, yeah. it not being just one sided, that it's also the other side, too, that we're worrying about.
1: Sure. And that's a really good point, because um, sometimes we make the assumption that it's it's only one direction that employees want to be virtual and employers want them to be in person. And that's not always the case. And in fact, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes uh, organizations are saying, no, there's a lot of benefits to us keeping you virtual. We don't want you in the office. Right. And employees are saying, no, I really want to be there. And there's a whole spectrum in between, right? Um, so that is important to note. And it, it it highlights something you said a few minutes back, and that is that you just need to know your people uh, to to be able to understand where they're coming from and what they are needing and wanting uh, and what's going to drive their retention within your organization. Um, Certainly as you're meeting with candidates, you know, to bring in new people to the organization, that can be part of the conversation as well. But once you have people in the organization, you better continue that dialogue, that open dialogue uh, to make sure that you're meeting the needs of the current labor force. And we can hem and haw all day about, you know, being frustrated about what you know, employees are demanding versus what we're willing to offer regardless of what we're talking about, right? We can, we can complain about that, but the reality is we either have to adapt to the labor market or we're going to not get good people and we're going to increasingly become irrelevant um, in the world of work and in in our particular industry. Uh, So that's something we have to be able to deal with. uh, And, and ultimately every organization has to feel that out for themselves, you know, based on all the different inputs, you know, that that go into making that kind of a decision.
0: Absolutely. And again, I think understanding your people, building trust with your people through time, I think it gives you the flexibility to go either way and to accommodate them. But again, I think it all starts with understanding, you know, your target and what's important to them because it does differ. And being flexible, because again, without the ability to be flexible, those that are going really hard and fast and saying, okay, we need everybody here five days a week and There's no accommodations. It's just such a hard swing that I think it's hard to adopt. And it's hard, quite frankly, to sell when we're talking to a candidate base, when they have two different options, one with a flexible option and one with hard and fast rules. So,
1: and, and it's, it's, it just doesn't resonate with a lot of people when you make the argument, you know, when you're making that hard swing argument, like we've been remote, now we're bringing everyone back. And then you ask, well, why? (laughs) Well, because we want you back because that we'll, we'll be able to, you know, be more successful if you're back. And then you ask, well, why? I mean, I was productive at home. I've been working remotely for a couple of years now and you just ask that why question. And unless you have good arguments for it, it starts to unravel very quickly. Um, and like you said, it, it comes back to flexibility. Um, and so regardless of where your your organization decides to be on the spectrum, um, if you can build in some flexibility, in uh, accommodations for people who are in different situations, uh, that will make a big difference. Even if you're kind of a face to face office first organization, people you know need to have some level of accommodation for the different types of uh, scenarios they might find themselves in in different stages of the, of their life. And if you can be that organization that sees them uh, and recognizes you know the holistic person and the demands on their life, um, and that show that you value that um, and you acknowledge that that'll make a difference for people uh, and you know ultimately people will decide whether or not they whether or not they want to be in a virtual first organization or a face-to-face first organization or whatever um but most people aren't extreme in either way you know they're 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 kind of happy you know uh, ebbing and flowing uh, as long as there's a good reason for it and as long as they have flexibility when it's needed so they can carry out the other aspects of their lives.
0: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly.
1: So let's talk about some of the most in-demand skills right now that you see. Uh, I know one that you had mentioned as we were preparing for the episode is um, technology staffing specialist. Uh, What is it specifically (laughs) about that kind of a role uh, in that kind of... um, skill set that's in such high demand right now, and maybe others that come to mind as well?
0: Yeah. So in in our world, we really kind of run the gamut of technology skills and top of mind is security. So again, when the world shifted to a very remote world, I mean, security has always been a top priority for many companies, but I think exposure has, you know, Exponentially grown with everyone working remote and having access to different systems virtually. So, I think that that really is top of mind as far as in demand skill sets in technology, data analytics, data visualization, data storytelling. You know, companies are really trying to get every little bit they can out of every little bit of information that they have. And so, in order to do that, They're using data analytics. They're using insights that they're gleaning from their data to make business decisions more so than ever because they have more data than ever. So I think that that will continue to be, you know, top of mind and top priority in a lot of our clients through the year. Uh, You know, outside of security, machine learning, artificial intelligence. I mean, again, those are accelerators in everyone's business. So any way that we can add additional horsepower to growth uh, those areas are are really places where companies will continue to make investments, and we think we will we will see continued growth in those segments. Outside of that, creative marketing, you know, user experience, um, user experience design, you know, those are areas in which again we are constantly trying to improve as an organization and as our clients try to improve their customer experience to really just gain market share. Again, anything that's tied to return on investment and, and making more, um, I think that we'll see some additional investments. And then cloud computing. I mean, everyone's moving to the cloud. Um, so again, I think that that's another area that we are seeing you know continue continued growth, and we'll see continued demand.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I and I completely agree. Um, and so then it comes back to how do you attract and retain top talent in these types of areas. Uh, and we could list a whole bunch of other things too. You know, we're focusing in now on a particular kind of subset uh, of the labor market and certain types of skills and certain types of jobs. But regardless of what we're talking about, you know, if we zoom back out a little bit and talk just uh, about attracting and retaining top talent in this current environment where there's um, where there's skills gaps uh, and it's it's hard to get good people. Um, any kind of summarize uh, you know takeaway advice as we end the episode today that you would give to leaders about what they can be doing within their organizations sure absolutely
0: so i think you heard me say it several times today i think flexibility is top and key in my mind and it when i talk to people i think that that is most important followed by compensation obviously that is always and will remain a top priority but again if given to two opportunities or two choices uh, at the end of the day, it will be coming down to the person and what's most important to that particular individual. So really peeling back the onion, really understanding what's important to the prospect or to the candidate that you're pursuing prior to offer, you know, really just getting an understanding and is a culture, right? And and how can you align to that, I think is really important when we're talking about the offer and, and attracting talent. And then when we talk about retaining talent, it's really all about making sure that you put your money where your mouth is. So anything that you've promised initially, as far as flexibility, as far as compensation, as far as culture, you know, it's not that you just drop someone in your virtual world and you forget about them, but that you actually hold events where you bring your team together. Maybe have a monthly quarterly trivia game where everyone's connecting, bring people into an office once a quarter, you know, to, to bring that connection together, but also understand that they don't want to come into the office five days a week, potentially, and, and how can we accomplish our mission and our job, our, our role, while still balancing, you know, the things that are important to our people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Christine, this has just been a real pleasure. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
0: Sure. Uh, So you can actually connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find me, Christine Valente. I work again with consulting solutions, specifically Meridian Technologies, which is part of the consulting solutions family of companies. Again, I'm super passionate about what I do. I have a wonderful team of, of people that ha- share the same passion. So I feel very fortunate to be here sharing my thoughts. But again, I think as we move forward into this year and consider the things that are hot skills or hot, hot topics, really consider opening up, casting a wider net, being a little more flexible you know, considering what's important to the people that you're prospecting and, and that you're trying to attract from a talent standpoint. And again, really focus on what's important to your current existing teams. Make sure that, that we're connecting enough in this virtual world, because it's very easy to, to get stuck into your grind every day and, and lose sight of what's really important, which is connecting with people.
1: Amen. That was wonderful, Christine. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Christine can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level